Welcome to the Let's Talk International Education podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Benny, founder of Top Schools. We're here for you, whether you're a parent, grandparent, a teacher, as long as you're interested in education, you're in the right place. We work hard to bring relevant, up-to-date and possibly controversial information on all things related to education. In this first season, we've invited education leaders from around the world, as well as parents just like you and I. We're pleased you found us. Don't forget to subscribe. And here's today's episode. Good evening and welcome to this Facebook Live with Top Schools. And uh, joining me today is Noel, Vice Principal of Curriculum at uh, Mighty Oaks at Nursery and Kindergarten. Good evening, Noel. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Ruth, for having me today. <laughs> So we are here to talk in the light of some very positive news about kindergartens reopening, which we're super excited about. And we're here to talk today about sort of social emotional learning. And I thought that it would be very timely if, Noelle, you could give us a, a few tips and tricks for parents who are watching. Their children, unfortunately, have been stuck at home on the Zoom classes, but, but generally, you know, it's not the same. So what tips and tricks might you have for children transitioning back to school in May? Yeah, that like, the, you know, when we first met, uh, we tried to talk about how to prepare children for virtual learning. But then now yesterday in Hong Kong, we have a news, like a big news that schools are reopening. And now for children, the new, new normal will be going back to school for sure. So I'm sure that, you know, going back to school is exciting. But then, you know, separating from parents for like months would be like would bring anxiety as well so definitely parents should be aware of uh, different kinds of feelings that children have and a lot of times actually for young children emotions are behaviors the way that the emotion the way that they express emotions will be you know acting or behave like acting out or showing that behaviors so i guess first of all parents would have to understand that you know all kinds of feelings, no matter how the how the children feel about going back to school, excited or anxious, they're all okay to have. Yeah. And then especially in times of disturbance, like we should embrace all kinds of feelings too. That's a and really then, interesting point. Let me just ask yeah. the parents who are watching, thanks everyone for tuning in. And just put a thumbs up in the comments box below. If you've been experiencing some behaviors with your children that might be slightly outside of your expectations during this time. And then questions also, if you have questions for Noelle, she'll try to answer them. So that's a really good point about any behavior is acceptable in certain circumstances. And then I guess as parents, it's how do we then respond to that behavior and I feel that as a parent, it's been a while since I had little, little children, but I wish, looking back, I wish that I had listened more and sort of validated their feelings and behaviors more, because I think our instinct is to try to sort of rush through and try to get them to the point where it feels more acceptable to us. Yeah, that is right. Like the validating would be important because a lot of times, like we just said, like all kinds of feelings are okay to have, but then the way that children to express it like is through yeah. behaviors, but then behavior is a choice. So it's okay to have all kinds of feelings, but then on the other hand, there are appropriate and inappropriate behaviors. So which means it's okay for young children that they are, you know, you feel you feel angry, you feel anxious, but then it's not okay if you engage in negative behaviors like pushing or yelling or, you know, showing like aggressive acts too. So if parents are able to think from this perspective and understand that actually the 
you know, the behavioral problems or, you know, the tantrums are actually based on feelings. And then if you take one step back and then you will know that the feelings are actually triggered by a situation, which is like going back to school and this anxiety that are separating from parents. So if you think from this way, then, you know, you will be able to help the child to, you know, understand that the feelings is okay to have, but then at the same time, help them to choose the appropriate behaviors. So it's important that when you validate the feelings is to show your understanding and to reassure that no matter how he or she feels, it's okay. It's just, the, you know, the upcoming behavior, whether it's appropriate or not. So give us like practical tips, Noel. So, you know, we have children in the office as well, you know, snatching or, or even hitting, right? And it's not okay. So how would you validate that behavior and what would you do next? Yeah, I think first of all, like if, you know, they're acting out, first of all, you got to as parents, you got to stay calm first and, you know, make Easy, easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I understand that everyone, like children included, need to, you know, need to fend it out. And if it's okay, if it is safe, like give them a little bit of space and time to express their feelings. But however, like we said, if they're showing aggressive behavior, so you can give them like some physical time to them actually and uh, for comforting or, uh, you know, give them a pat of shoulders and you can teach them to, uh, put their arms around themselves too so not only like comforting themselves actually is to control like the self-control mm-hmm. behavior so you're not yourself acting out you're holding it back and then well, when we say give them time and space to express it it doesn't mean that you're ignoring him but then you know you're going to after giving giving them like a little bit of comfort instruct them to take a few deep breaths to you know to calm down and tell them oh you know, you're all right now. Or, you know, for younger children, remove them from the situation. Give them a stuffed toy, a blanket, something that they feel comfy to, you know, have that calm down feeling. And then it's important to say how they feel to show that you understand. Young children do not have a lot of emotional vocabulary. And especially when they're overwhelmed, they're not able to tell you, oh, I'm angry now. So they can't. And sometimes for adults, we can't too. So as adults, you got to say it for him, label it. You can say, I can see you're angry because maybe your younger brother snatched your toys. Put it in a sentence, help them to build up the association between the feelings and the action or the situation behind it. And that helps a lot because for young children, they are not able to say it. But then when when they hear you saying that, oh, you actually understand me. And then that helps a lot for, you know, calming them down. It helps in adult relationships too, something, yeah, yeah. mirroring, right? Yes. We don't have a lot of time. It's so interesting. I want to ask you, Noel, how you integrate this into a like a normal school day, because a lot of this sounds like what we as parents should be doing at home. But of course, it's a parent school cooperation. It's a partnership. So, so tell us a bit more about you know, how you do this at Mighty Oaks. Right. So here at schools, we teach a lot of emotional vocabularies and we actually started in PN. So for many uh, for us, maybe the basic feelings are just happy, sad. But then at MyTOX, we teach them at least like eight basic vocabularies uh, so, so let them to understand actually feelings are actually very complicated and we keep it as a routine. Every morning we have like, like a feelings check. So what, yeah. what are the so eight? they're able to, um, you know, put the little pictures next to the feelings. Okay. What are the eight words? Yeah, uh, it's like happy. Yeah. Yeah, happy, sad, angry, tired, excited, mm. love, and calm. We have one more. 
hungry. And hungry should be a very important one. <laughs> hungry. <laughs> Afraid, scared, scared. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we emphasize on love and calm because you know love and calm are actually the positive feelings,、mm-hmm. and it's very easy for young children to to understand that love me could means like you know I like the you know chocolate, I like something that I eat, I do, I like mommy, I like helping people. So it's a very easy、uh, association. We can help young children to build build that, build that up. And calm is another thing because as adult we will understand that like. We, you know, our emotions are not always on roller coaster. There are always、mm. things that can help us to stay relaxed and calm. So that's something that parents can do at home. So these eight words, I feel, teaching the very, very young children with limited language, but teaching them to say, I feel happy, I、yes. feel angry, or and then yeah, that's a good start, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially as adults, we can help them to put it in a sentence too. Like, I can、yeah. see you're happy because you're playing、mm. with your favorite toy train. I、mm. can see you're tired because you know you have been、mm. playing for a long time. Try to put it in a sentence too,、mm. so help them to understand what situation, what happens, trigger his or her emotions. Okay. How is this? Different from a typical local local school, Noel, because I and、um, we have a lot of parents who are, are going to those very you know, traditional local schools, and I, I I get the feeling, you know, I've worked in Hong Kong schools for quite a while. I get the feeling they're not really that tuned into the children's emotions, where you know children are very much expected to to behave in in a certain way.、Mm, yeah, I guess、uh, the and very differently. At my teachers, we emphasize a lot on the character education, on character building, right, and the SEL learning. And we, at my teachers, we have adopted program from the states called PAPS, and we are actually the、uh, one and the only kindergarten licensed to use it. And it is our all-round curriculum that te- teach students specific techniques for you know self-control. Self-awareness and problem solving, and it has integrated in our program. So here at my teachers, yes, it's not typical because we do a lot of emotional awareness activities, and it's like every day, like we just mentioned about the feelings check-in. Every morning, children, you know, can tell us how they feel, and we have a little discussion about, you know, what happened, and you know, what makes you feel that way. So you know, it's awareness that we build up every day, and I'm sure parents can do that at home too. Mm, yeah, that's interesting and important. So I remember the kid, the kids. They often do the weather, the date, but then you would add this additional element, which is how are you feeling today? That's really、yes. cute. Yeah. Yes. And, and how does that then、um, progress? So say when the children are three and four and, and even five years old. Yeah, that would be like the basic after the basic feelings, and definitely when they goes to like. K two and K three, they will、mm. learn more like more complicated feelings, which are like, for example, proud, jealous. Like those are the、mm-hmm. the very common feelings children will have when they go、mm-hmm. to that age. But then I don't think a lot of schools really talked about it. And another like important message we cannot emphasize enough is all feelings are okay to have, even though you know they are. It seems very negative,、mm-hmm. but actually it's okay. It's just about how you act upon it. Is another thing, and is where we parents or teachers we can、mm. teach them. There are appropriate ways to act, even though、mm. you feel. We actually we don't call it negative because when we follow the past program, we we classify them as comfortable and uncomfortable. It's more neutral to make it more、mm. neutral. Interesting. How do you feel about a very prevalent? Concept in Hong Kong is to describe a young child as naughty. Where do you think that comes from, and and how? 
you know, I have hey, parents doing it as well. They mimic what the teachers tell them in school. Oh, your child is naughty. Yeah, I think it's a bit sad about. It makes me feel very uncomfortable, to be honest. You know, a very, very young child. <laughs> I, I can tell you're uncomfortable because when you hear, you know, children are labeled being naughty. As I like we mentioned before, it's important for parents to understand that, you know, for children, the way they express emotions is behavior. But then, because we are adults now, we understand there is like a cognitive model. So the behavior that you see is actually, you know, the way, you know, he was expressing the emotion. And then there's always a situation behind the feelings. So if parents can follow this model and take one step back and think about what triggers his naughtiness, is there like something happened and he has a feeling. So what feelings is it? Like, is it angry or just, or, you know, maybe he's jealous? And then we teach them appropriate way to express it so yeah it would be more meaningful to think from this perspective and more helpful to solve the problem instead of you know just saying you're naughty or oh, don't cry and you know don't snatch i guess in a lot of schools their class size is very large and, and their, their priority is just to get through curriculum but in um so in mighty oaks i mean how important is it that the the relationship that the child has with the teacher and and how do you manage that in a relatively small class size Yes, we're very, I would say we're very proud of our uh, teacher-child ratio and it's like one to six. And it's actually with this class size, we are very able to address each child's uh, feelings and not only feelings, but then learning needs and everything. With that attention, definitely teachers are paying close attention to each child. And yeah, and relationship is built because we are so close. And so are your teachers going through this training program for this program pass from the US? We actually, we have, we, re, we receive regular training from PATH mm-hmm. uh, because the past two years it's been, we've been doing that online. Yeah. It's been so difficult. What have you seen? You've been doing Zoom classes, obviously, with, with your students. What do you see as the most the challenges that they're going to have as they transition back to school next month. So what are you preparing in order to help that smooth transition? But definitely, like we have talked about feelings. So for young children, I don't think they're able to tell you, but then their behavior will show you how they feel. Mm-hmm. So back to, you know, what we have saying, validate their feelings. Definitely you got to, you know, say, oh, I can see you're excited because you're going back to school. Or I can see you're nervous because, you know, you're going to leaving home. Or I can see you're worried that you're not going to see mommy for a while. But then, and after like validate your feelings is show your understanding, what comes next will be try to stay, make it a positive experience, like do a lot of prep talk. Actually, schools are starting in two weeks or three. So start to, you know, talk about, talk to your children, you're going back to school, make it like a pleasant experience. It's important. Like maybe you can do an event calendar, like counting down the days going back to school and talk about all the, you know, fun memories about going back to school, what fun it is. Another thing is anxiety actually sometimes come from uncertainty. Mm. So think about like when children, you know, when the predictable routine actually helps children to have like a stronger sense of control and because they know what to expect next. So I guess now it would be a good time to readjust the routine and timetable to the school's ones, like readjust the get-up time, because I'm sure a lot of students need to get up earlier. And accordingly, it would be the playtime, mealtime, nap time, and sleep time. So when the body and mind have adjusted to it, and definitely 
they know what to expect next and they will have a sense of, you know, control and confidence too. And another thing will be like, if it's okay, give them like structured autonomy, we call it. Like shortlist a few choices, options. Like for example, what you're going to prepare for school, like what school, what shoes are you going to put on? What water bottle are you going to bring? Or, you know, some schools, maybe they don't need to wear uniforms. Like you can choose a perfect outfit, choose a breakfast, choose, mm-hmm. choose a backpack. Make it like an exciting experience, like something mm-hmm. that you look forward to. So mm-hmm. make it like, yeah, that would be a way to help children to prepare that too. Yeah, these are all really good tips and it sometimes seems like common sense, but it's, it's good to be reminded. I want to ask you, we, we are reaching the end, we can't talk forever. We're, we're talking about social emotional learning and, and of course the social element of, of children's lives has been very much affected. I mean, some of the children that you're seeing have been born during COVID and, and they've never really experienced social interaction as it should be. Uh, can you just talk us through that a little bit for children reintegrating back into school and into their social circles? I would say definitely, like we said, prep talk would be important. Mm-hmm. Get them ready because children really need time to readjust, especially do, the younger we, ones. Okay, so some children might need time, but do we worry? Do we sort of over complicate things? Are we, will they be fine? We're just going to take them back to school and they're going to just take to it like ducks to water and they'll be absolutely fine. Do you think that's true for most children or, or not? I would say it depends because like some children, like for younger ones, they have been sticking with parents for a long time already. Mm-hmm. Definitely tell them, you know, what to expect next is very soon you're going back to school and then we don't see each other maybe for just two hours. But then you keep flashing, you know, you're going to have fun and, you know, play toys, go to the playground, you know, see the papaya you have, uh, yeah, the papaya you've grown and, you know, make it a pleasant experience. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there may be time for them to readjust. But for younger mm. ones, especially, actually for the older ones, since they have formed the friendship, they will be okay. And they'll have the memories, right? Yeah, they'll be mm. fine. I do feel that, you know, as parents, we do tend to, I mean, it's great to have that awareness and to have those strategies if we need them, but not to get too, too analytical about it, I feel like sometimes. Yeah, or, or for us, it would be just the morning routines will be would be very Absolutely. helpful for parents too for the children going back to school that point you made um earlier about the sort of the positive that the, the talk you know I sometimes talk about the narrative in the house children pick up on that so so easily I mean even if the parent one parent to another parent children can pick up on on those the tone of the conversation can't they Yes, that's that's why. Like children learn very quickly, and sometimes you didn't know where he get that from. And of course, like they just pick it right away. And so, as parents, you're actually a role model. Yes, <laughs> at they, home, you always remember that. Yeah, and that's a scary. That's a responsibility, right? They expert mimics. Let's see. We are at twenty minutes now. We probably should wrap this up. It's been really interesting, Noel. If parents want to learn more about social emotional learning at Mighty Oaks, how can they reach you? Yeah, definitely come uh, visit our website, like and our Facebook too. Yeah, okay. we have. We'll, we actually Facebook have a lot of like uh, regular updates about not only different like SEL strategies, but like some activities ideas too. And uh, we'll put those links in the boxes below. So thank you for watching. Thank you, Noel. It's been a pleasure. Really excited to see how Mighty Oaks has grown and developed in how many years has it been now? This is our fifth year and six kind flies. Yeah, it feels like yeah. So thank you for joining me, uh, Noel. Uh, thanks to you for watching. If you're watching this on the replay, again, thank you. This is available 
as long as forever. And uh, I will sign off there. That's I've been Ruth Benny with Top Schools. My guest today has been Noel from Mighty Oaks Nursery and Kindergarten. Thank you. This is Tuesday Talks, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Noel. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the Hong Kong education system and parenting and education news and trends, check out our back catalogue, all available to download for free. You can also head over to our YouTube, Facebook or website for lots of free useful information for parents and educators. Links in the show notes. Until next time.